Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson along with Michael Goldsmith. As we were wrapping up our Straight Talk segment, we were uh, talking a little bit about some of the challenges of marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the great challenges is it takes two. So... How much time do you invest in your marriage? Not talking about financial investment, that time. Uh, Talking about investment in the covenant that you made with your spouse and God. It's something you've never thought about. Uh, We have Peter and Teresa Martin from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester with us right now to talk about uh, some opportunities or an opportunity uh, in particular to invest in your marriage. Uh, so we have Peter uh, in, in studio with us, Teresa on the line. Uh, Peter and Teresa, thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So the question of the day for our listeners is, do you take time to invest in your marriage? Uh, uh, and when you talk about that investment, what do, you, what, what do you mean? What does that investment look like for each of you? So the uh, investment that we always share with others is that when someone wants to get ahead in their work, they'll seek out podcasts, they'll go to seminars, they'll read books, they'll look into people who are in the field and try to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And they'll spend extra time, they'll give as much energy as they can so they can climb up the ladder as quickly as possible. And so we always use the same analogy for our marriage. We, you know, How much more are we doing for our marriage so that we can get ahead, so that our marriage will be stronger, so that we can move up the ladder, so to speak, in, in our marriage. 
I think also there are a lot of things that slowly wedge in between husband and wife, the busyness of life and dealing with children and different schedules. And if we don't invest in our marriage and in that relationship, there can slowly be this kind of invisible wall that builds up and you're five years down into your marriage and and you don't have that same loving feeling that you did when Mm. you first got married. So we have to keep investing in that relationship to keep it strong. Uh, Teresa, that's that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, I, I I struggle with that myself in my marriage. I mean, you you know you you go through. We're 22 years now, and I'm with my wife Sharon, and uh, it, it's it's a, it's there, and you have to do it day by day. It's really not something that just comes naturally to us to be looking out for the other person. So, you know, it seems like sometimes that makes a lot of sense. And so why do married couples sometimes forget this ideal? Yeah, we live in a world that's very self-centered. So the world is pushing us to look out for number one. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, there's nothing wrong with self-care. When that becomes your main focus, all of a sudden you forget the love that you had for your spouse when you were first at the altar. Mm -hmm. When you first walked up the aisle, met your spouse there in front of the altar you would have died for him or her, right? right? You, you just, that's all you could think about is serving her, serving him. So we lose that living in a culture uh, that tells you that you should take time for yourself, a culture that tells you that it's okay for you to go out with the guys. It's okay for you to, you know, spend time on Facebook, spend time on social media. It's okay for you to kind of spend time just alone, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's going to make you happy. Well then, you know, the, the more you do that, the more you separate yourself from your spouse and the, and the harder it gets to it, and uh, rekindle that love that you had at, in front of the altar. Yeah, the subtleness that you were talking about, Father Thompson, mm-hmm. you know, those little things that the devil's po- poking at us, you know, and moving us away. Teresa, you got something for, for us on that? Yeah, um, I think that subtleness that you were just talking about was what I was going to comment on is that you know, there are a lot of good things that we invest in, but there are a lot of pressures that tell us that this is the most important thing, that your child does these sports, that you go to every activity, that you go to every event so that their child can be, you know, more fulfilled or that you get ahead in your work. And, and while these are all good in and of themselves, for your family to really be joyful and happy, you have to invest in your marriage and there are stresses and there are different things that happen and if we don't take the chance to just communicate deeply with our spouse about how we're feeling about these mm-hmm. things it becomes again this kind of silent wall that builds up between you and you feel more and more distant and satan is working against us as well to, to kind of discourage it like no 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 we don't have time for that these other things are more important um, but in reality this is the most important thing now, Peter, you're, you're almost grimacing uh, there as you're, as you're listening to your wife talk about what can happen uh, when, when you're not paying attention. You know, what, are, what, are, what are some of the subtle things that you do to strengthen the bond of marriage? Well, I'm blessed to be the director of life, marriage, and family for the Diocese of Winona, so this is my field, right? So I get to read books, listen to podcasts, listen to talks, go to conferences, right? So I'm blessed with that ability, and so I'm constantly reminded of these little things. Little things like, don't forget flowers, which is not something I learned from my parents uh, growing up on the farm. (laughs) 
uh, flowers are all around us. We don't need to buy them would be <laughs> my, my father's potential response. Um, but uh, little things like that and, and little things that, that um, remind the other that, that you're thinking of them. So even just taking time out of your day to, to stop and say, hey, how's everything going there at the house? Mm-hmm. You're there with all seven kids, and it could be chaotic. Do you need a break? Do you, what do you need? Do you need me to get something on my way home from work? Taking time, little things like that. It right. doesn't have to be big. I remember when we were first married, a buddy of mine told me, he said, Pete, the secret of a happy marriage, make the bed. Wow. And I, <laughs> I kind of I laughed. I said, Steve, you make the bed? He said, no, but... She's really happy if I ever get around to it. So it's it's a good a good thing to know. That, and and every My time wife would be that way too. Every time I do make the bed, Teresa comments on it. Oh, you made the bed. How yeah. sweet. And yeah. I'm like, well, it's really not that complicated. But yes, okay. Yeah. I took the time. And again, these little things to to remind yourself even that it's not all about me. And women and men are different. So if we can take a moment as men to look at it and and learn a little bit about how women see things, uh, what do you say to that, Teresa? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and but the opposite is also true, you know. So right. when men men take the time to connect on that emotional level, you mm-hmm. know, um, men are more physical. So even that hug or that hand on the shoulder absolutely. or that that touch mm-hmm. is um, is important for women to offer as well. Just right. just that loving touch to let them know that we're thinking about them. Well, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Michael Goldsmith with Father Will Thompson here, and we are talking with Peter and Teresa Martin. Peter, you're with the diocese, you said. Teresa, you've written, uh, I know, one book, right? Yeah, Woman, How Great Thou Art. Yes, and and what do you do? Uh, Are you at homeschool, or do you do other stuff? Or uh, I don't remember how you're connected with the diocese, too, or... Yeah, I had uh, previously worked for the diocese as the associate editor for the newspaper, um, as well as working alongside Peter with marriage Mm -hmm. ministry and developing um, the endowed studies with women's ministry. But then I went back to school, and I just completed my master's, um, and um, I'm working just at home with the boys, full-time homeschooling all the kiddos. Yep. Well, I just wanted to place that in there because I know that you guys have busy lives and you're doing all that and, you know, why the importance of, of, of what you're talking about because you both are involved in, in this together as talking about and helping with the diocese. Uh, I know you guys have talked and given things and, and done retreats and, and so forth. So what do you find the most kind of helping, you know, what brings that, that grace to you or, or how does that fill into your life? I think the reason we got into doing marriage ministry was because we saw the need for it when we were uh, engaged to be married. Uh, we did a pre-cana, mm-hmm. and it took, um, I think, all of maybe 10 hours total. Uh, and I remember looking at Teresa at the time thinking, my brother is a priest, and I, I said to her, you know, it took him eight years to prepare for that sacrament. We only get 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, there's there's more that's needed here. Uh-huh. Um and so we, we have a real heart for helping married couples because we know that there's a lot of um, help that they could use. Uh, the church has very rich teachings and, um, you know, that they, they could use some one-on-one. They mm-hmm. could use some assistance, especially in this culture where marriage is certainly not a high priority at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even just people that we work with, they probably are not going to be assisting us if we come to work saying you know we had a 
we had a fight again at um, this weekend, our colleagues might say, you know, you should just leave him. That's, right. that's unfortunately the culture we live in. So we, we have a real heart for helping couples out, letting them know that mm-hmm. the church is for them. Well, and you know that deep in our hearts, everybody wants that forever romance. I mean, everybody loves those stories of the movies of the, and, the, you know, true love stories that we hear on the news or whatnot. You're drawn to that. You cheer for that. And so why, why do we not continue to cultivate that in our own marriage? And, I mean, and we're not even immune. Here we are working in marriage ministry. And Peter and I, the only reason that our marriage is strong is because we have intentional communication. And sometimes it's still awkward, and sometimes we have to really still work at it. But that's the only way that it's going to work is if you do put that time and effort into it. Right. That's right. And, you know, there needs to be work. And, you know, sometimes you need to make a little extra effort to kind of, you know, get, get, over, get over the hump, to uh, get over the issues uh, that keep bogging you down mm. sometimes you need to do something a little extra and so uh, there is an event coming up that specifically focuses on taking marriage seriously um, uh, Teresa would you begin by telling us about this event coming up uh, sure <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> I'm switching um, it up on you I know <laughs> yeah 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 that's all right <laughs> uh, the marriage retreat um, and it's called Encounter and I'll let actually Pete go through it but it's a time of just setting your heart aside and digging deep into this relationship and if you feel anybody who's listening if you feel like you've lost that deep connection or you just want to even go deeper in your connection with yourself and with God um, this is the place to come and I'll let mm. Pete explain what the encounter means yeah, so we're going to have a retreat over a weekend out in Wyndham, Minnesota, October 4th through the 6th, and it's called Encounter. We're, we're using the word in three different ways. The first encounter is between the single individual and Christ. So we both know in our marriage that it's because of our love of Christ that has allowed us to love our spouse. The second encounter is, of course, the encounter between the two spouses. We know that that, that takes work as we've said and there's healing that needs to to be uh, included there's communication so we're gonna work on that encounter and then finally uh, what we found by doing this is our sixth married couples retreat what we found is that the couples who come on the retreats really appreciate meeting other couples mm-hmm. and a lot of times the critique at the end if, in our evaluations is that we really wish we had more time to spend with the other couples okay, engaging yeah we, ha- we live in a culture that no longer gathers together mm-hmm. with others around the kitchen table playing cards nobody sits on the front porch any longer visiting mm-hmm. with their neighbors and so this is the third encounter we're going to gather together Teresa uh, and I just kind of stumbled upon this we decided let's um, instead of spending money on catering let's just make a meal together oh, we make wow. it like a family and man did that go off you've well done, so you've it done was, that okay it was like a thanksgiving meal with all these couples that had never really known each other but in the end it was just a beautiful experience and uh so we're gonna we're gonna include that again in this encounter uh it's none of this is mandatory so if someone is like oh geez i don't want to i don't want to share with other couples certainly not something that you have to do mm-hmm. uh, but what we, we've discovered is that that's the the most um important part for some of the couples is that they just never get a chance to sit down with yeah. other like-minded couples anymore. Wow. And our world and our culture is is anti-family and anti-Christian morals at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
even if you stand, even if you and your spouse are resolute in your faith and, and in your Catholicism, it is really hard to, to push against the tidal wave of our uh, secular culture alone, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to, to build this community, to build this relationships with other couples who are there for the long haul, too. It, it just encourages them, and um, and we need it. It's, it's yeah. not just an extra fun thing. We, we need that community. Right. Well, Peter, I hope that's going to work out for you. And, Teresa, I thank you so much for being with us. It's $120 for couples. Uh, is there, I mean, uh, that's not a barrier, though, to, for people. Correct. Right. Yep, absolutely. And, and it's October 4th. October 4th through the 6th. Uh, they can go to DOW r.org to learn more go down to the events and find the married couples retreat and they, they can, can register there, there yep. and you can reach out to me if there's a problem and we can work at work yep. something and you're out. on the page also for for working with the diocese so they can contact you directly exactly. then. yep yep or if you see them out on the street talk to peter or Teresa. i know they're around <laughs> so i'm sure they would enjoy talking with you absolutely so I, I can't absolutely. think of, yes thanks so much for being with us guys it's great i hope this uh, turns out i'm actually kind of thinking about talking to my wife about it so do it you know uh, this is this is great. So it's a blessing for you guys to be both uh, with us. So um, coming up next, we're going to be doing our 10-minute tour of our area with local events. And later in the show, we'll hear about a rich history of one church that has been restored. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and this is Father Will Thompson. I'm with Father Will Thompson. (laughs) I'm not Father Thompson. I read that wrong. Sorry. I'm Michael Goldsmith, and I'm with Father Will Thompson. We'll be right back after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. 
One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. builtuponarockfest.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson along with Michael Goldsmith. We're hanging out here at St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, really, it's been a wonderful uh, wonderful day here so far. Great to talk with yes, Peter and Teresa yeah. uh, to hear about the marriage uh, uh, retreat, uh, retreat for marriage couples. But now, let's take a ride. We are on our way. Uh, here we go with our 10-minute tour. First up on our tour, we're going to hear from Daniel about the Parish Cluster Picnic at St. Lawrence in Duluth. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. What can you tell us about the picnic coming up here at St. Lawrence? Yeah, so uh, so uh, St. Lawrence and Holy Family at their parish cluster here in Duluth. Um, and yeah, we're just having a, a picnic to kind of kick off our year of community and celebrate us. Um, so we're having a, an outdoor mass starting at 10 a.m. Um, and then uh, and that's going to happen at the Wheeler Athletic Complex right next to Wade Stadium. Then after mass, we're going to have uh, a nice picnic, you know, grill out, have all of the, all the fixings for that. Um, we're also going to have a beer and wine tent that is available. And Ooh, then <laughs> there's going to be uh, a bunch of games, some live music, live music. So the Alley Olivia Band will be playing, as well as Reggie to Dakota. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, we just want people to uh, bring their own lawn chair. Um, and then the event is also um, free of charge. So it'll be a free will offering. Where is St. Lawrence located? Um, so St. Lawrence is located in the Piedmont neighborhood, kind of uh, north of Lincoln Park in Westbrook. Great. Just so people, maybe they are visiting town, they can come in there and uh, maybe maybe enjoy that event. Yeah, it sounds yeah, great. Absolutely. So that's coming coming up on August 11th. Uh, it's going to take place at the Wheeler Athletic Complex, starting with an outdoor mass at 10 a.m. And uh, what are the activities that are going to be coming uh, coming up after the mass? Um, yeah, so uh, there's going to be uh, the live music, and then uh, the games, we're going to have a bunch of cornhole, a pickup game of softball, nine square, um, and then also welcome for anyone to bring their own yard game. Awesome. Excellent. Who doesn't love good game of cornhole? Uh, and yep. even better, having live music from Ali Alia and Reggie Decody. Awesome. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, thanks. We next go to East of Beach. Uh, or East, I'm sorry, an annual PRCA championship ride home on the Range Arena, exit 7 on I-94 east of Beach, North Dakota. And that is going to be where they're having their 63rd annual Ride Saddle Bronc Match, August 3rd, at Home on the Range Arena. Top PRC Cowboys compete for the title champion and collect thousands in prizes on the world's best bucking horses. Celebrate past champions or join in live Calcutta of Cowboys on August 2nd. 
And this is uh, the Champions Ride, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. This is exit 7 on I-94 east of Beach, North Dakota. The gates open at 10 a.m. And the excitement begins at 1 a.m. Advanced tickets and info at hotrnd.com. So if you want to go and join that and look, it's east of Beach, North Dakota. Uh, Home on the Range Arena, exit 7 on I-94. We also have a Knights of Columbus breakfast coming up at St. Therese Church in Rapid City. On the second Sunday of each month, St. Therese Church in Rapid City invites you to enjoy a wonderful pancake breakfast while helping support the children of the area. The Knights of Columbus Council 8025 serves up their famous pancakes from 8.30 a.m. until 10.30 a.m. This is a beautiful opportunity to gather with your friends in the community or to make some new friends. All proceeds will go to local children's charities. Again, that's coming up the second Sunday of every month right at St. Therese Church in Rapid City. Hope you can bring your appetite and enjoy some of their great pancakes. Awesome. Next, we're going to go to the University of St. Thomas in Minnesota where the Siena Symposium is going to be happening. The Siena Symposium for Women, Family and Culture presents their summer seminar, The Gift of Masculinity in the Home, the World, and the Church. The keynote arrest will be given by Bishop Cozens. It takes place in McNeely Hall at the University of St. Thomas on August 17th. Register and find more details online. Just visit the St. Thomas website at stthomas.edu and search for the Siena Symposium. That is going to be at University of St. Thomas, right up in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota. And that's going to be on August 17th. So please, if you have some time, maybe sign up for that and go up and see that beautiful campus up there. And it's called The Gift of Masculinity in the Home, the World, and the Church. Moving on to Cohasset, Minnesota, there's the Catholic Family Camp. The Diocese of Duluth and the Office of Family and Mar- Marriage and Family Life is sponsoring a Catholic family camp this summer at the beautiful Sugar Lake Lodge in Cohasset, Minnesota from August 25th to September 1st. Enjoy all the Lodge has to offer as well as daily Mass, Adoration Times, and Confession. For more information on the recreational activities, food, and lodging offerings, go to SugarLakeLodge.com or call the Lodge at 218-203-8919 to register. Again, the information for this acti- uh, for this event can be found at SugarLakeLodge.com or by calling the Lodge at 218-203-8919. This is put on by the Diocese of Duluth Office of Marriage Family Life. Uh, and the Catholic Family Camp will take place August 25th to September 1st mm. at Sugar Lake Lodge in Cohasset, Minnesota. Well, next we're going to go to the phone, and we have Sister Christina on with us about a women's retreat on the dignity and vocation of women. Hello, Sister. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. How about you? Great. Can you tell us about what's going on in this retreat? Sure. Um, we have a group of women, Catholic women in Grand, the Grand Forks area, and we have decided to have a women's retreat, which we're actually opening to the public. And so we will have a speaker who will talk on this important topic, and we'll have time for 
discussions, time for prayer and reflection, and just a nice opportunity to get away and build our spiritual life and relationships with other Catholic women. Mm-hmm. And, and that'll be at the end of September, the 27th through the 29th. Great. And where is it going to be held at? Uh, at our retreat center in Hankinson, the Franciscan Retreat Center. Okay. And the cost for that? Uh, for those who are not members of the group, it'll be $120. Okay. And then if they want to just come for the day on Saturday, they can pay half price. And that includes meals, speaker, stipends, and everything. So. Our, and who's the speaker going to be? Does, uh, her name's Gina Bauer, and she has has advanced studies and also um, experience on, on this topic. And so she'll be sharing with us from years of experience and study on women and drawing from John Paul II's encyclical with that title. Awesome, and she's a youth director, she's a religious educator and a speaker, so she'll she'll be able to answer questions, and it'll be a great great time for you. Where, where can they get a hold of you, uh, sister? Sure. Um, probably the best way is just send us an email to the Grand Forks Area Women's Group, but G-F-A-C-Women at gmail.com. Okay. Or they can call you at 701-746-9401. And yeah. That, okay, great. And they can talk directly to you and sign up uh, by going with the email gfacwomen at gmail.com. That's great. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Well, that wraps up our 10-minute tour for today, and we were all over the place there. Are you tired? I am. <laughs> but I had my coffee. Yes, so, we were all good. That got me through. That's so, so Coming up next, there's a little log church with a big history. Stay tuned to hear more from Deacon Brian Bassa of the Diocese of Duluth and later gear up to hear how God has truly blessed one man as a deacon and possibly, with God's help, uh, going to be a priest. So this is Father, again, Will Thompson is here and Michael Goldsmith, and we are listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back shortly. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. 
bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Yep. Welcome back, everybody. This is Michael Goldsmith with Father Will Thompson. We are blessed to be here and talking with you and spending our morning with you. We are so happy that you are listening to us. And for those that are out there, we are we are just grateful that you are with us on the on the air today and listening for whatever you're doing, driving, at school, church, wherever you're listening. Yeah, and, you maybe, know, maybe not listening at school. Not at school oh, yeah, yet. Yes. You're listening. Yeah, not. Um, yeah, I said that wrong. That's I, I meant all, that, you know wherever, right. wherever you are on the, <laughs> wherever you are out there listening to us. We are, if you're we are in a blessed tree, that you. Yeah. If you're you know, in a swimming pool, yes. you don't have anything plugged in while you're in yes, swimming pool. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different possibilities yeah. out there. But it's a beautiful day out. I, I, I don't know how it is in uh, in North Dakota or South Dakota or Wyoming, but Minnesota right down here in our neck of the woods, it's sunny out. It is a good it's day a to beautiful be day. God is great. God is gracious. God is. Uh, the king of all the universe. Yep. We are happy to be here and be a part of it. So thank you for tuning in with us. And we're going to go uh, to our next guest here. And with so much excitement that's been building for the opening of a little log church in Sawyer, Minnesota, why all the excitement? And we have Deacon Brian Bassa to share with us. How are you there, Deacon? Yes. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. Yes, it's great to have you with us. So, I'm uh, I'm very. It's it's an honor for me to be here. (laughs) Well, we're honored that you are on with us. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on with and how you got involved in this with the Little Log Church? Well, I was uh, ordained in 2010 as a deacon for uh, and for St. Mary's and Joseph Church, and I was signed there. And I was always I've always been intrigued. By this little church that's next to the current one, and um, it was in kind of disrepair. And when I was ordained, I got this picture of the old log church, and as a gift. And my goal was, my own goal was to help the people, serve the people there, but also try to get this church restored. Hmm. So. How did that happen? I mean, you know, this this church has been there for a little while, and it's just been sitting there. Um, how did you, I don't know if you made the decision to uh, uh, get that started, or if you took part in no, the restoration no, I, process. What uh, what was that like? I talked to our priest and asked him if I could start giving tours. Mm. And uh, from the tours, a lot of things came into being, like I... Um, by giving the tours, uh, I had a lot of people um, to come forward to uh, tell me that they had things that belonged in this old church from before, uh, like the bell, mm. which was cast by the C.S. Bell Company in Hillsboro, Ohio, in mm. 1886. And so I found that, plus I found the baptismal font, wow. which was made out of birch bark. And I also got a hold of some people that um, uh, the Northern Bedrock Historic Preservation Corps, uh, by giving tours, uh, they left a note in there, and Father and I got a hold of them, and they came, and we had them work for two, three years in helping. Uh, that's awesome. 
I'm sure it's beautiful. I would love to go up there and take a look at it when I'm in the area there. So you have kind of a time capsule there that you're looking to open during the upcoming blessing of the church. What is so significant about this time capsule, and you know, do you know what's in it? Well, when I was giving the uh, tours back in 2012, 2013, this family stopped by, and I didn't know who they were because I was giving tours, and and, and they came and they told me they were the uh, the uh, contractor of the current church. His mother was there, and she's in her 90s, and also all brothers and a sister, family members from Florida. Mm. And they came and they asked me if they could see the inside of the current church. And henceforth, I took them through and I showed, explained the old log church to them, too. And when they... Uh, uh, they got a hold of me. Um, I showed them where, uh, um, uh, let's see, um, when they got a hold of the current, or the current church, I told them, she told me that, they told me that there was a time capsule and nobody believed, nobody believed me, excuse me, nobody believed me, and so henceforth, I had to, uh, get a hold of father and then we got a hold of a maintenance man and we we uh, got into the uh, uh, found out where it was and henceforth we do have a time cap so I don't know nobody knows what's in there fun so. that'll be fun Oh, that'll be that'll be exciting. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith. We're talking to Deacon Brian Bassa uh, about the Little Log Church in Sawyer, Minnesota, and uh, you know you've been uh, helping a lot with the restoration, uh, and you're getting close to a, a celebration. Um, that's uh, it sounds like there's a blessing of the log Little Log Church coming up. Uh, could you tell the listeners about what that is going to entail? Okay, the date has been set for the blessing of the Old Log Church by Bishop Paul Serba and also Father Sands from Washington, D.C., who's the head of the Black and Indian Mission. Hmm. And it'll be on Sunday, September 8th at 10.30, in which time we will open the time capsule from the cornerstone of the current church and celebrate with a parish, a picnic catered by B&B Market. Hmm. That's great. So that's on September 8th at 10.30 a.m., uh, in Sawyer at this log, little log church. And you and go on Highway 210 if you're coming from the west. You go east to Mission Road. Awesome. 25. Mission that's, Road. That's great. It, was this the original church then? I mean, I, th- that yeah, was there. Was is the that right? The original church it was yep. built in 1884. That, that's what my next question was. When, when was the date that it was built? So that's and awesome. The, uh, Franciscans were there to 1896 and then 1896. Came the Benedictines, and they were there till 1905. And this church sat, uh, not being used from 1905 to 1923. And the only reason it got back into uh, the only reason it got back into uh, um, use is because there was a young Native American boy that that worked at the store, and the parents had to go all the way to Cloquet, which is nine miles to church. And they asked if they could have the Mass there, and they had so many people that so a father at that time said that they would have a Mass, and he was a diocesan priest. Awesome. But, but the other priests left because of uh, they needed priests elsewhere, the Franciscans and the Benedictines. Mm-hmm. And the Benedictines finally did come back. And they were going to use that as a museum, and it never got, in 1964 it was closed. 
Mm. Okay. So a lot of, lot of uh, shifting of responsibilities of who is uh, taking care of uh, the little log church and then uh, sitting empty for a while. Sounds like a lot of history is involved with that. Is there anything else, Deacon, that you would like to share yeah, with us about know, the little log church? I come to the church in the woods any Sunday after Mass at 10.30 or, or by appointment. And hopefully some people will come and see this gem we have here. You bet. And, that, and we hope in preserving our history, it shows how important faith was and is. It, absolutely. Can they can they get a hold of you if they want to do an appointment? I mean, is it on yes, the web yes. on on a website or? Oh, uh, they can get a hold of the the church, but they can get a hold of me on two one eight eight seven nine six nine three three. Can you say that one more time? Okay, two one eight eight seven nine six nine three three. Great and. Deacon, and there's a fax number two three eight four four five zero three. Okay, so anybody can you know if they want to bring a group or or whatever yeah. it might be that yeah. we have our listeners that would be a a kind of a fun trip. Maybe oh. some families might be up there. But if you're available on September eighth, this sounds like a great time. You're going to have a meal and stuff afterwards, and you're going to be opening up this time capsule at is it at ten thirty? Did you see yeah, Deacon? Ten thirty mass is the mass, and we're okay. oh, also we're having the mass in the old log church. Oh, awesome. The first time. All right. So then you'll open up the capsule after Mass, then. Is yes. that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Can you give us your number one more time if people want to get a hold of you? Okay. 218-879-6933. That's awesome. I think it's beautiful. I, You know, if I'm up in that area, I think I'm going to, like, take a detour. I mean, go up to Duluth or something. Uh, it's not too far. I mean, it might be a little bit out of the way, but, I mean, it would be so well, much. Well, I don't know which way. If you're coming on 210, going east. I don't know which way you're coming, but yep. anyway, it's not too far off the road. It's only about a mile and a half. Yeah, it sounds like a fun little trip that you could even come and just take a look at it if it's not even on a Sunday to drive by. So, again, Deacon, it's so great that you are with us, and I, I wish you the best of luck with this and everything that's coming up with it. Thank you, and God bless all of you. God bless and, you. And have a great day. You too. Thank you. So Bye. thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Deacon, and the beautiful gift of the church and the history behind it. Coming up, stay tuned to hear how God equips those called to shepherd his flock. Again, Father Will Thompson is with me, Michael Goldsmith, and you are listening to Real Presence Live. Stay tuned to hear more. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. One of the things that I see happen is, let's say somebody's been listening to the radio and they pick up an idea, they then sit down with their friends at coffee or over cookies and bars, whatever, and they're talking about it, and that item, then they say, well, let's call Father and get a little, let's double check that, let's get a little deeper view on it. But also, when it comes to the events, for example, we have a group here, and they look at the faith, and then they move deeper into it, what is the reason for this? Why do we Catholics believe this? And as that group has grown, they brought others in, they've talked about it, they're reaching out, and it actually evolved into a street ministry where they stood down by Paul and Babe with a cart, with some books, with some medals, with some rosaries, and they encountered people on the street. I was very impressed with that, very impressed that our people would move forward. Our Bible studies become stronger as people hear the word and then they share it with one another. 
Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith on a beautiful day, hanging out here at St. James Coffee House in Rochester. Soaking it up and loving it. Absolutely. As we move along in our conversations here today, uh, we're uh, uh, pl- uh, pleased to have the opportunity to have a conversation with Deacon John Hayes, uh, hear about his calling and about how God uh, has and is equipping him with the graces that he needs to live out his vocation. Uh, Deacon John, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. Uh, so you are pretty new into your life as a deacon so far, having just been ordained this spring. Uh, how has the life been for you? You know, it's been great. It's been uh, such a blessing. There's been a learning curve, but uh, the Lord's been with me along the way. Uh, in the times when I don't think that He's there, and especially in the <laughs> times when I know that He's here. You know? Yes, absolutely. How... You were just ordained. When when were you ordained, Deacon? Uh, June 1st. June June 1st 1st in the Cathedral of the Holy Trinity in New Alm. In New Alm. So who's your bishop there? That would be Bishop John Lavore. Lavore. I couldn't remember how the last name was pronounced, so thank you for sharing that. (laughs) I I, I have seen him, and I haven't talked to him, but he is an awesome person. So uh, you have a a blessed bishop there. And can you tell us a little bit about your vocation story, Deacon, and how, uh, you know, what's been going on in your life? Sure, sure. Well, uh, I'd like to say that I'm a lifer. Um, always kind of <laughs> knew that. <laughs> always kind of knew that the Lord was calling me, and uh, you know, seven-year-olds don't have much recollection about what they actually want to do with their life. But as a seven-year-old, I just kind of knew that I wanted to be a priest, and uh, it carried through throughout all of grade school and into middle school. But uh, towards junior high and high school, I you know, I didn't quite want it. I, uh, mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to be a mechanical engineer or pursue uh, a vocation in the sciences or in mathematics and uh, pursue those things because I saw that that's what everyone else was doing. Uh, but uh, the Lord allowed me to realize that I didn't have any peace. I didn't have any joy. Uh, I was very unsettled. Uh, I didn't talk to my mom because uh, she would always... She always knew that something was, was up, and I didn't want her to know that something was up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Moms are that way, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are, annoyingly so sometimes. But <laughs> no, but... I'm, God, I'm we love you, Mom. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Mom, no matter what. <laughs> yep, yep. So, sorry, Deacon, go ahead. No problem. So, uh, so the Lord gave me that grace to realize that uh, I, I had no peace, and I knew that I wanted peace, I wanted mm-hmm. joy. Uh, and this thought of priesthood kept coming up, and of course I didn't want it. I I had decided that I wanted to be something else, but 
so I came up with the great idea that I better start praying about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I, I went on a retreat in preparation for my confirmation in, in the diocese as well. Confirmation is junior year. So on that retreat, I decided that I'd give it all to the Lord. I'd give over, give over all my fears, all of my, my doubts. And he let me know very clearly that he wanted me to be a priest, and he gave me the grace to wow. say yes and to and to receive it. Yeah. And now, some some eight years later, here I am preparing for that very ordination. Oh, thanks be to God for that. It's a, it's a great blessing, and you know God, you know does work in our lives, and God has been working uh, in your life, uh, giving us grace to be able to understand our vocation, to be able to follow our vocation, to be able to live out the vocation. Um, and yet it's not one of those things where you get to a point and then it's done. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I know, I know oftentimes when I share my vocation story, it's like I, I go to the point where I entered seminary and then that's it. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's it. Yeah. But, but that doesn't it's mean still that, the same with, with marriage though, too, that we were just talking about earlier. Exactly. It, then that's a vocation too. Sorry to interrupt you there. So but God's, just... God's grace continues mm-hmm. to work in us. So, so Deacon John, uh, what are some of the ways that you have seen God's grace, uh, becoming even more alive in this time that you have been living as a deacon? Um, you know, it's still a little fresh, and it's still a little bit of, of a mystery of how that's working. And I actually count that as a blessing, uh, because if I knew all the ways that the Lord was working in my life to the fullest extent, uh, I'd be puffed up with pride, and I'd say, look at all oh, these wow. wonderful things that I'm doing. So the Lord hasn't revealed to me exactly all the good things that He's been doing, hopefully, through my life. Uh, but I, I have, you know being a deacon and being able to preach and being able to sit with the Word of the Lord, to sit with the Scriptures and to meditate upon it and to formulate a homily uh, for the good and for the spiritual nourishment of the mm. people. It's, it's, a, it's a great gift, and you know, people have come to me and said, you know, your homily touched me, and this, uh, this changed the way that I look at my life, this changes the way that I look at prayer, and I find that uh, a great grace, a great thing uh, to show that the Lord is indeed working uh, through my diaconate ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's beautiful. Uh, I'm Michael Goldsmith. We're here with Father Will Thompson, and we are talking to Deacon John, is it Hayes? Is that how you? Yes. Okay, yes. I just wanted to make sure I didn't catch the first part of that. I didn't want to say it wrong, but <laughs> I was right in the middle of it. So it's great to be here with you and talking. And what do you look forward to as a deacon and God willing, a priest? You know, uh, there's a special relationship that the Lord Jesus has with his priests, and it's a special friendship. It's a special friendship, uh, the ability of the priest to engage with the Lord as participation in a very strong and very real way uh, with his priesthood, which is a lot of what Jesus did when he was on earth. So growing in that friendship, growing in that conformity to Christ, uh, there's a there's a spiritual writer by the name of Father Garigou Lagrange, and he said, yes, all of the faithful, all of the baptized are called to a life of holiness, and how much more is the priest who is called to complete conformity with Christ, the priest? And preparing for that as a deacon, preparing for that, uh, that great friendship, that great brotherhood uh, with the Lord, is something that strikes my heart very, 
very deeply and very uh yeah very powerfully no i can hear that in your voice too as you're you know as you're as you're talking about it just the 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 privilege and the opportunity and the challenge uh to be able to live uh you know in in conformity with christ and as as you have gone through um you know, as you go through seminary, you get to see other men who are also discerning that call, uh, following that call. Uh, but there are many who are not yet in seminary. So Deacon John, uh, for those who are discerning a call to the priesthood, what words of encouragement or, uh, would you offer them uh, as they consider uh, the path of holiness in their own lives? Yeah, that's, a, that's a great question. I'd, I'd like to start with the words of uh, St. John Paul II of, Be not afraid. Be not afraid. The Lord has great things for for everyone, and especially for those uh, whom he calls to be his priest. Uh, on a very practical note, I'd, I'd encourage prayer. So do uh, 20 minutes of meditation, do a half hour, an hour, whatever uh, you're able to do, and then to find a, a trustworthy priest, uh, a priest who's who's good, a priest who cares about his priesthood, who cares about the people, a good shepherd of the flock, and one who knows the spiritual life well, and one who's able to to listen to the heart and to discern what is, what is the voice of the Lord and what isn't, and being able to discern mm-hmm. what's from the Lord and what's from you know ourselves or from the world or from the evil one, and to uh, distinguish what's a fear and what is actually the truth what is the voice of the mm-hmm. lord so basically yeah. those two things pray and find a good priest yes i mean it's good good advice for you know or a spiritual director uh, yeah. uh would be a, another i mean as far as if you're going into uh, discernment for religious life or priest priesthood i would encourage young men to find a priest that that they can gain some insight from that that would be a different position for that or us uh, if you're doing religious life maybe talk to somebody that's in that already mm-hmm. and have a conversation with them but for we were talking earlier deacon about the the marriage and 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 that vocation and and we really didn't touch i think we touched on it just a little bit but i mean that's it's so important too there for when you're discerning about a vocation that you take the time for prayer now, mm-hmm. let alone just for the priest to do that, it's very important. But I mean, when you are going into the sacrament of marriage, I mean, it's important for you and to continue that on throughout your vocation. Uh, you know, what do you what do you have for that? You know, as you're as you're moving forward to that, and and continuing in that prayer, what do you have to say about that? In terms of. Uh, just, just, yeah, and where you know, I, I mean, yeah, when you're really getting involved in the, in the in the prayer life, and how does that kind of look for somebody that's really struggling with that? Does that make sense, or you know, when when they're coming into working on working on uh, that discernment and whether or not they're called, how 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 can you get in a little bit deeper with that prayer? Yes, the voice of the Lord always speaks to joy and peace. And the way that you know the voice of the Lord is if it brings those two things. Um, <laughs> uh, one of my one of my uh, favorite areas in theology is spiritual theology, which is basically uh, the life of prayer. So I've got the Truce of Avila, St. John of the Cross, and St. Ignatius of Loyola, who's these days today, uh, mm-hmm. running through my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a little uh, swamped with the with the question, uh, but always to to persevere. Uh, there's always dry spots. There's yeah. always places where it's confusing. It's places where 
you know, I'm sitting here and nothing's happening and I feel like I'm talking to a, a, a blank wall. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting. You know, because bec- yep. and I didn't say it as well as I should have. I apologize. But you know, you were talking how you saw it when you you, you kind of felt it when you were seven years old. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of us probably get that, you know. And then we move mm-hmm. into our teenage years, and you were kind of struggling back and forth. But for a lot of people, that's even greater. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's beautiful yeah. that you know to put that in and to to, to go and t- you know seek out somebody that's doing. Uh, what you're interested in. And that's good advice for anything that you're thinking of going into, but I think so much more for for being involved in the priesthood. I mean, what what yeah. do you have, you know, anything to add? We have a little bit more time here, just about 30 seconds, if you want to add uh, whatever you'd like uh, to, the, to the end. Yep. Well, for anyone who is discerning, it's, it's a joy. Yes, there's sacrifice, but the cross brings joy and the cross brings life. That's what I've got to say. Oh, well, that's beautiful. I can't. I, I don't know any other better way to put that. I think it's working in your life. I think the Holy Spirit is on fire in your heart, Deacon, and uh, I, I look forward to when you are ordained as a priest and have you on after our, after that happens and, and see how your life has changed in in that manner. So, thanks so much for being with us this morning and yeah, sharing your story. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yep. It's a pleasure. And blessings in your ministry as you as you move forward. Well, thanks for being with us, and everybody, it's been great, a uh, great show here, and we're getting kind of ready for the end of it here. We're at the tail end, so mm-hmm. I think we're going to send it back to Eli, and he's going to give us a preview of what's going on tomorrow. Eli? All right. Thank you, Michael. Here's what's coming up on our next show. That's tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. <laughs> Central, hosted by Father Craig Holkhalter, live from CHI St. Alexius Health in Dickinson. When it comes to being hospitalized, are you prepared for when you are not able to make decisions about your care? It's an important question that many people don't think about. The Diocese of Bismarck's Father Robert Shea, diocesan ethicist for healthcare, will share some light on, when, on what you need to know if this situation should arise. And God gives us the gift of work to help us grow closer to him. How can we recognize this by incorporating faith back into the workplace? Paul Steffes of the Steffes Corporation will share a few ways we can walk with God during the day. And it can be quite unnerving if you feel that the Lord may be calling you to a vocation other than that which you have expected. Mm. How can you work through this fear, and how can parents help ease the fear in their children? That's what we'll find out as we visit with Father Matthew Weering of the Diocese of New Ulm. All this and a whole lot more coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the RPR Network. Michael? Yes, that's awesome. I I, I just was touched by about you know what he was saying there. I look forward to that listening to that tomorrow. I think there will be mm-hmm. some good guests on there tomorrow, and we we've had great guests today. I think we we touched on some very good topics and uh, strengthening our marriage and uh, about uh, priests and 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 how how that's working in, in some of the deacons' lives and and some of the history of the church, which mm-hmm. we have. I mean, uh, that's part of the universality we talked about earlier too, Father. What do you have? To say that yeah yeah no it, it is good to know where we came from uh and uh it can help us to know where we're going mm-hmm. uh, especially as we root ourselves uh as members of the mystical body of christ um you know deacon john was saying right towards the end about uh you know that there's joy in the cross mm-hmm. and it seems counterintuitive yeah. to us uh that there you know there's joy in the cross there's joy in suffering there's joy in uh in that life of christ but uh going back to one of the things that we heard about in the marriage retreat we need that community and yes. sometimes the community helps us to realize the joy that is present 
Awesome. And living in Christ is always a joy. It is. It's great to be with you. Take care, everybody. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.